Hey, Warriors, this is Amy. And this is Sarah, and you're listening to the Unqualified Therapists, Inc. Thank you all for joining us again. We hope that you are doing well and having a good week and enjoyed our Valentine's Day episode and enjoyed your Valentine's Day in however form you decided to enjoy that. Sarah, how are you doing and how has your week been? I'm doing so much better than before because I was like so fatigued. Do you remember? And I couldn't like function. So I have been really diligent with my vitamins and stuff and have been feeling a lot better. So that's good. I got to celebrate my son's 11th birthday and we actually played hooky from school. So the last episode we talked about how we had the party. Yes. Right. And so Mm -hmm. then this is on the real birthday. Yes. Mm -hmm. His actual birthday was on Monday. So we let him skip school and we took him to go. It was just me, Randy and my son. And we took him to go laser tag and it was so much fun. And what made it so much fun and extra fun was I actually left my phone locked in the car and I didn't even think about it 10 seconds after we walked in again until I got back into the car and it was the most freeing thing ever. I got to enjoy, you know, Randy was like, why don't you bring it in so you can take pictures? And I was like, no, you've got your phone. So one of us has one in case there's an emergency or something. Cause my daughter was at school and he's better with his phone than I am. So I was like, you can take pictures. I'm just leaving it. So we go in and we played four games of laser tag. It was so freaking fun. I was like sweaty and out of breath by the end of it. Had you ever played before? I've never played. I hadn't before. It was so fun. Okay. It was especially fun because we were the only people in there. So it was just the three of us. They have like amazing. I know they have some arcade games and stuff too. So we played skee ball forever because it's like our favorite thing. My favorite. Yeah, it was such a blast. I love skee ball. (laughs) And then, um, you know, I did the claw machine to get a stuffed animal, and I actually got one. So I was pretty stoked about that because those things never get anything. No. Yeah, and then we played those four games, and it was we did. He he initially was like, "I want to be against you and Dad." So we're like, all right. And he he and I took it like majorly easy on him. And we ended up, he didn't win, but we didn't beat him as much as like we could have. (laughs) It was like 42 to 47. And then the next round, he's like, I want to be on a team with you, mommy. And we're against daddy. And I was like, all right, no mercy. He's like, Randy's like, no mercy. And the score was like 140 to like 108. Like we were going hard at each other. Oh my gosh. I think that's so great. When you told me that you left your phone in the car, I wish we were on some sort of FaceTime so you could have seen my face. I was like, huh? What? You (laughs) You did did what? What? (laughs) And I just, and I think the first thing I said to you was, I am so proud of you. Yeah. I am legitimately so proud of you. Because isn't that crazy that that's like a thing now that it is, yeah. I, I I find that to be so I don't know. Like I just I look up to that and I 
wish I could do that more often and perhaps I just will. But, you know, I think it's amazing that you didn't have your phone like at all. And, you know, I, I was just so impressed. I was extremely impressed. I do this often. And it also comes with pissing people off though, too. Because as everyone who knows me <laughs> knows that I do not respond to messages right away. And that's partially it, why. She doesn't keep it on her person the way the I rest don't. of us do. Mm-mm. And it, irritates it can be frustrating people. as her friend and as her business partner. But at the same time, it also is getting me the freedom to do the same thing. Yeah. And I think it's really healthy. Yeah. Because you know that I'm not going to be upset if you don't respond right away. Yes. In the same way that, like, we're both late for everything. I don't have to worry about her being mad. Yes. It's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot lot of perks to all of our, um, what is that? Like, you know, like the things we're not so good at. Right. Not weaknesses, but uh, areas of opportunity. (laughs) There you go. As we used to put it in the corporate world. Oh, I love that. That's great. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just so proud of you. And I am actually about to embark on something similar. Lily and I are going to the getaway cabins again, but this time, instead of one night, we are going three nights and I am hoping to come back a changed person because <laughs> I have succumbed to my anxiety so bad that I'm physically ill. Mm-hmm. Like I was telling Sarah that I was, like throwing up like it it affects me it it was building I felt the build I felt the build I've talked about it on here there were some moments of ease but it was building for the past four weeks there wasn't a reset I never had a reset because of just my life and it ended in me like being violently ill yesterday and this morning I just so sick so so sick so I'm really hoping that not having my phone, being in the woods will bring me back down. And that's really what it is. I just feel very like, like all yeah. the time. I, and I, so I like, get it. I don't know. You bump the door and I jump and you know, it's, it's a disaster. Yeah. So hopefully that works out for me and Lil to decompress. There's something about being in the woods that is very calming and will help you reset. So I'm excited for you. I'm jealous as hell. <laughs> now we should know note for those of you who don't know what a getaway cabin is they are not roughing it no this they is are total so, glamping it is so glamping it is small it is minimalistic but there is no roughing it at all so i'll post pictures when i get back so you guys can see yeah, the only roughing it thing is that you're in the woods sort of kind of i mean sort you're of. really not <laughs> <laughs> you're like off the road so uh yeah, I highly recommend it for anyone who needs to decompress. I mean, I have bigger goals if if I don't feel it to be right mm-hmm. um, to not do those things. Because, you know, Sarah knows that the big part, reason for me to go also is to write. To mm-hmm. get this, at least the book outline and started. But if that doesn't seem like that's the purpose, you know, I'm going to try to listen to my intuition and gut and go with that. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah, we're going to jump right in because this is a big one probably not going to just be one episode for us and it's one that we knew we were going to do probably before we even (laughs) had the podcast name yeah because for sarah and i besides our mental illnesses this is probably one of the biggest parts of who we are in terms of uh, struggle yeah and success i would say 
And so we're going to both tell our stories a little bit about how we got here and where we started and why. Unfortunately, it never goes away fully. So all we're here to do is make you feel less alone. So if you are thinking, damn it, like, why can't I get over this shit or whatever, you know, we're not either, you know, 90% of the time we're good, but we've got that 10% that still beats us down because it's ingrained in us and that comes back very easily. So sure does. Yeah. According to Business Wire, a Berkshire Hathaway company, the weight loss and diet industry in the U.S. in 2018 was a whopping $72 billion industry. What that shows is that companies count on you not being healthy with yourself. They count on you wanting to change yourself and they count on you to be depressed and down about the way you look. And pay anything to make it different. They count on your (laughs) self-loathing. So they can make money. And we buy into it, which is evidenced by the $72 billion spent. This is according to dosomething.org. Approximately 91% of women are unhappy with their bodies and resort to dieting to achieve their body shape. Here's my, like, holy shit statistic, because I kind of knew that, you know, women felt that way. Unfortunately, only 5% of women naturally possess the body type often portrayed by Americans in the media. Oh, my God. 5%. 5, 5%. Mm-hmm. 5% of, of women can be that way without resorting to severe dieting of some sort or an eating disorder. Only 5%. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially an unreachable goal for us. Yes. That every single yes. time we turn on the TV or open a magazine or go online yes. or go onto, you know, social media, that 95 <laughs> percent of women yeah. don't look like that but we're all looking at the same thing you're not going to see yourself when you open it up and everyone believes that's the way we should all look and you know that's just what beauty is right now yeah is that that figure i would say that all five percent of those women were probably casted for the bachelor <laughs> Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> like, seriously, I, I always think about that. Um, even jokingly, when I was dating, I was like, that would be fun. And I was like, oh, I was like, no, they would not let me because I can't get into a bikini into the hot tub scenes, you know? Oh, my God. So everyone's looking for a specific type to be an influencer and to be on reality shows. It's not it's not average where the rest of us live aren't represented. It's interesting though, Sarah, I wonder how you and I got that into us. So since social media wasn't a thing, like I wonder where we got that from at a young age. So I've done a lot of reflecting about it because I am writing a book. So I did an entire chapter (laughs) about body shaming. So I have thought about it a lot. So I think I know where my stuff came from. Okay. Have you thought about it at all? Not to that level of where I thought it came from, I do have a theory as to what my issues are and what it, it really doesn't even have to do with my body. Yeah. If that makes sense. Makes total sense. And maybe you're going to say the same thing. Sarah and I haven't discussed this yet, which is really a very strange thing because we talk about everything, but we we left it, we left it so that it's a real, real conversation we're going to have right now. So why don't you share with us a little bit about what you've reflected on and tried to figure out of where it stems from, you know, in childhood and then teens? Yeah. So 
I might pause a lot and I'm, I don't know if I'm going to edit out all these pauses because they're going to be really awkward because this is just something that, you know, I did write down and write it in the book, but I haven't really talked about it with anyone. Um, I did talk about it with my mom recently. We kind of revisited some things from my past, just some questions that I had to make sure that I was writing things as accurately. They, yeah, as they accurately happened and not just yeah. my fuzzy memory. Right. So, um, I grew up kind of like an only child. My sisters are a lot older than me. And so I grew up in a house and my brother was killed in a car accident when I was uh, 10. So from the age of 10 on, I grew up in a house as the only child, pretty much. My sisters were already, already married, had their own families and didn't live near us even. So it was just me and my parents and I went to work with them after school. So I was a little girl constantly surrounded by adults. I did not spend a lot of time with kids. So I love musical theater and I'm going to kind of give some background. I love musical theater. I've always loved it. I've loved it since I was little. The first musical I went to go see was Cats, which unpopular opinion, I don't like. (laughs) Is that unpopular? I don't think I don't anyone know. likes that. I don't know. I don't, oh, terrible. But when I, I love was, music. I love musical theater too, and I'm not a cat fan. No, no, I know. I don't know if it's like uh, there's like a cult following or something. Maybe I'm not sure. Yeah, because it's maybe. run on Broadway for like decades, right? Is it still on Broadway? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But it was the first musical I ever saw, and I'm glad that I loved it when I was nine. <laughs> Because after I saw it, I immediately wanted to be a part of musical theater. So we had a community theater group in Wheeling and my mom gladly signed me up. So I auditioned for um, A Christmas Carol and it was the first one that I was ever in. I got casted as an alphabet block. This is a very important role. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Very important role. Very important. (laughs) Non-speaking. But there were like eight kids in the whole show and it was all this toy scene that we were in and so it was one scene so we're literally just like a few kids in the show of of all adults so i and my uh, my dad actually worked at the theater where we would have rehearsals and where the show would actually be because he was in the radio stations that were attached to the theater so i was like skipping around i was very familiar with this theater obviously because i was there every day after school so i did a lot of playing on the stage so I was just kind of like skipping through the aisles and I, I came upon one of the men in the show and I just smiled and like stopped and cause he was in my way. Yeah. Um, cause I, you know, the aisles between seats are not very wide. So I couldn't go any further. He was in my way. And, um, so I stopped, I smiled, I said, hi. And he said, hi. And then he reached down and he like grabbed me on my rib cage and he had his thumbs on my nipples and at this point I'm like 11 so I had nothing Ah! totally flat you know and he just starts like rubbing my nipples and making these weird ass noises like stuff with his tongue like he's like and then he's like ah like it was just it was very what the actual so yeah and I just like stood there dumbfounded and then like he let me go and I turn around and there's like all of those adults are just sitting there. And so this was like early 90s. And I don't think that anybody was like, oh, that's not, you know, that's OK for him to do that. I just think that everybody was 
astounded. Like it was just sort of like everybody's mouth was like open and they're all just like, what the fuck? And I turned like I saw all these adults and people looking at me and then I felt I felt shame. Right, right. And I immediately burst into tears and I ran up the aisle and found my dad and just started crying to him. So that instance, they, the cops came. My dad called the, the cops right away. That instance though, I, in my mind as a 10 year old or 11 year old, I can't, I don't remember how old I was. In my mind, I thought, okay, these adults didn't do anything. So I don't know why I feel ashamed, but maybe what he did to me is, is okay. And I just don't know. Oh, um, and it felt like hours that he was doing this to me too. Like it felt forever. Right. Even though it was probably less than a minute. It was probably like 30 seconds. Yeah. But, um, after, you know, the police came and I had to tell the story all over again to them. And as I'm like sitting in the lobby of the radio station, it has completely glass doors and walls. So you can see everybody coming and going through the like mezzanine of the theater. And I see the cops taking him out in handcuffs and I felt ashamed. I felt bad. Oh. I was like, I got a man arrested. And it was like too much attention. It was too much of a big deal. The police were there. So I felt like, oh my God, like, am I in trouble? I didn't want to get anybody in trouble. Right, right. Why did I, I tell him? That makes sense. Yeah. I was like, why did I tell my dad? Yeah. Like, I should have just let it go. But I know that like with all the adults there, it would have come to light anyways. But I, right. I felt guilty. I felt responsible. I felt ashamed. And I know that this, we're talking about body image, but this all ties in, I promise. <laughs> At that point, I, because I had like sent a man to jail, right? like I felt responsible for that. I felt like I had done something wrong, but somebody else had been punished for touching my body my body became this like separate entity from me. And yeah. that like shaped how I would later like handle another sexual assault incident when I was older. And it's also how it shaped how I handed, handled sexuality growing up. So, and that all ties in with how I viewed my body. So my body to me was like not my own. Okay, that's an and, early age for that. I know. So I was like, painfully shy which is not me I was very out of my shell I was very um I would perform for people and like make up shows in my in my living room and like do all these things for my parents and my stuffed animals and then after this I was painfully painfully shy until about eighth grade and then I broke out of my shell a little bit and that in then in high school we all know high school is so fucking hard for teenage girls. Yeah. I had taken a vow of abstinence, but I was constantly searching for like love, attention and validation. Um, mm -hmm. And then in, in college, I was very promiscuous and in an abusive relationship. So I tie all of those things back to this one incident. Um, okay. And it also, I tie all of that back to me viewing my body as not my own and just kind of like not treating it right and like it didn't matter what I put in it it didn't like eating 
it didn't matter. It just, it just didn't matter. So it was like, people would tell me the way I would eat. And I was extremely thin, extremely thin for my whole life. And, and especially like through high school, um, I was at like 90 some pounds at one point, like just very, very thin, but I ate a lot. And so people were like, you're going to be so fat when you get older. Um, and they would say things like that to me. And I would just be like, all right, <laughs> like, okay, whatever, yeah, yeah, you know, it yeah. just didn't, it just like, didn't register for me as anything. It didn't mean anything to me. Then, you know, people like boys started to like sexualize us. Right. In, like middle school. And I was the only one who didn't develop and I was the only one who didn't have boobs. <laughs> so and I- And those boobs, they've been a real like thorn in your side. Such a thorn in my side. <laughs> uh, so I wore this, I was talking about this with somebody the other night. I had this bra from Victoria's Secret that had water pads in it. I've heard so, of those. Yes, it was a water bra. I don't think they make them anymore. They don't. <laughs> but I had the thing for ever. And when I say forever, I mean from middle school until the first time I hooked up with Randy. And he <gasps> took he took my bra off of me and threw it on the floor and it was like thunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. He didn't <sighs> care that like a thunderstorm could have hit the house and he would have been fine. But <laughs> But you know, the boys started commenting on our chest size and they would call me like itty bitty titty club and all that stuff that people would say. They made fun of me for being short. So it was like all, every single thing I was made fun of for was, had to do with my body. So I just- Isn't that interesting? Cause I feel like people are made fun of on the other end too. What do you mean? Have, like tall people, big yeah. boys people. Yeah. It There's doesn't really, that you, you really, you really can't be no anything. No, you can't. And you can't win. Mm -mm, you cannot. It you was just a dumb woman. Right. I'm just a dumb. I was just a dumb woman, and it was just so fucking annoying. So it was just a I constant. I'm. I'm. I'm just very fascinated by your story because, and this is all in real time, people. Like I'm processing, and <laughs> what I'm realizing is that not. It's kind of blowing me away because I expected everyone to have body image issues for the same reasons. Hmm. And our reasons are so different. And yeah. that is something I think that isn't talked about and very much like, sure, we all know we have body image issues, but why? Yeah. Right. What is the reason? I don't know. I feel like that's something that I just realized or learned or whatever, that it's not always the same reason behind it. I think, too, though, I'm going to say that I think you're, you know, partially right that we have them for the same reasons, because I believe society has 98% to do with it. Oh, yeah. I just think but what, what my, is the experiences that yeah. trigger it? Right. Like, so like, that's extra young, like for me to start viewing yes. my body that way. Yes. So mine started probably earlier than most, but I'm certainly probably not the only girl that started to have body issues that young. You know, there were some other incidences that happened that affected that as well. And I'll talk about it at some other point, but another sexual assault made me feel just so icky, you know? Yeah. And, and it was after that, that, you know, I began to have an eating disorder, which I know a lot of girls feel like. And it's weird because I feel like that eating disorder, the psychiatrist was like, it's all about control. You want to have control over something. And I was like, no, I just want to be skinny. Yeah. Like a, it's a very, you know, psychiatrist, psychologists where like, you know, eating disorders are all about control. And I was like, oh, I disagree. 
maybe I don't have an eating disorder then. I don't know. Maybe I just want yeah. to be severely skinny, but I stopped eating. And when I did eat, I would throw it up. So I'm pretty sure that was an eating disorder. <laughs> Pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, all of those things were magnified by society, were magnified by Teen Magazine and Us mm-hmm. Weekly and Seventeen, which I read all the fucking time. Yep. And my mom's Cosmo. Yeah. Yeah. My mom <laughs> didn't read Cosmo, so I had to look Oh, that's, that's how I learned about sex. Oh, my God. No, my mother would never. Like, like, like <laughs> that's, that's, that's some fucked up shit right there. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess that if that's how you learn about sex, you're going to learn about not the real thing. No, 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 no. But so um, how, like, where do you think it started for you? So, and I have not re- reflected as much as you have, uh, but I did think about this when I, and I wrote a whole bunch about it. When I was younger, I was also very thin, not thin like you, but like <laughs> thin in the sense that I could eat and eat and eat and eat and nothing yeah. ever happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have like pizza eating contests with my dad. Like I oh can't Oh my even God, have... me too. Oh really? Yes. Weird, I, like, sorry. Well, it was like, <clears throat> we went to Sideshow Pizza and it was all you can eat or something night or I don't even know. But I just remember being like, I, and that's what I was thinking about with food. I can't even imagine that at this stage of life because First of all, I love pizza so much and <laughs> I have to like make myself not do that all the time. But anyways, I I just didn't have any issues as a child. And then I got on the high school swim team, didn't even really understand exercise. So I didn't realize that I was burning a shit ton of calories. Mm-hmm. Hence the reason I could then continue to eat meat, meat, meat. Yeah. And nothing occurred. I had big boobs though. Mm-hmm. So I was in the opposite situation. Like I had a very like, very similar to the way Lily's developing, right? Mm-hmm. Which makes me nervous for her. And you know how, you know, it's funny how like one instance like jumps out at you just yeah. in life. And this isn't necessarily any sort of, it's nothing, nothing at all like your situation. But I can, if I close my eyes, I can see the whole thing. You know, I can yeah. see the whole picture. And so yeah. I think I was like ninth grade. And I, body suits came out. I know they're yeah. back, but mm. they came out. And I was like, this is interesting. Like, yeah. did not even think like, oh, it's sexy, right? Didn't right. think like that's so skin tight. So I went to the the fair. <laughs> I also didn't realize that I lived out in farm country. Like, I don't know. When you're little, <laughs> when you're, little you're just like what your reality is. Yeah, reality, it's just like, what it is. Like, when I think back to it, it was like a couple like lame rides and a bunch of tractors. But <laughs> And you like walked in circles. So I wore my white bodysuit and I wore, I think, jeans or jean shorts. And I probably look smoking hot now that I think about it. Like I, I would love to be able to do that. Ugh, but yeah. um, that would be terrible for everyone. Stop. So, and see, shouldn't have said it. Mm-mm. See, guys, how easily it is. Mm-hmm. How easy it is to like flip. I just flipped. So it went up horribly by, and I, by some boys. Like just the things they said to me about my breasts and about being a slut and, th- and I was like what's a slut what? like I don't know what that means like what does that even mean and then um all these things and so I remember like going into the bathroom it was at the middle school so like you could go in there and go to the bathroom and just crying because I was so confused I was like is it because my boobs are big and I decided to wear this like I don't know what's mm-hmm. why and I don't know anybody specifically. I don't know who did it. And I also don't know who saved me. But someone older's boyfriend came and gave me his, like, flannel. 
And so Aww. I could like put it on over just to like get through the rest of the night. That's so sweet, yeah, but it's that, also that, really fucking sad. Yeah, and that just really stuck with me because I was like, oh, well, maybe I'm not supposed to show anything. And I didn't really even realize I was doing that. So anyways, needless to say, what I'm getting at by that story is that that body I had at that moment in time at like 15 is like that 5% body, right? That's like what everybody wants. But Mm -hmm. all it did was cause me tears and abuse. And so that's some fucked up shit right there. It is. I didn't even think about it. And so you you were saying your story and I was like, God, that really influenced me. I couldn't tell you how, but it really messed with my head. It really did. It messed with my head. I just felt like at this point, there's really not much that I can do right to be heavy, to be small, to be flat chested, to have big boobs. Right. So... It's yeah. All I think all girls go through that, where it's just like no matter what I fucking do, somebody's got got something to say. So yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And so my anxiety started then, right? So it was Mm. it was when I was younger, and so it's interesting to me that you say like the bullshit psychiatrist thing. Like that's a hundred percent my thing. It was control, hundred and fifty percent, and. So I was already so thin. And at that point, I'll never forget, this was my first moment of figuring this out. I went to this crazy boot camp my junior year of high school to work out. And I worked out and worked out and worked out and worked out to fit into this prom dress mm-hmm. that I wanted to. And when you look at, I'll show you a picture. I look gross. Like I look yeah, overtly skinny and just, just I look like a bobblehead. Like I just yeah. don't, it doesn't make any sense, right? I have pictures like but, that. But that's what I wanted to be. And so I was like, look at this. If I do this, this, and this, and I eat this, this, and this, I can be this tiny. And and so that continued. It, it And it blew up in college. I mean, yeah. it just absolutely blew up. And my memories from there, you know, memories are a funny thing because, you know, I do remember specific things and I remember sitting in my classes and I went back and found my notebooks at my dad's house just to prove to myself that it actually happened. Mm. And you'll, and you'll see numbers at the top, like in the margins. And what I'm doing is I'm adding up my food for the day. And then the subtraction is what it said on the machine at the gym. And so then this is what I still needed to go work off. So my goal was always even at zero, go to bed at zero. Mm-hmm. So it it was controlling. It was, I was trying to be in control, but at the same time it was controlling me. Mm, Yeah. It was just a battle um, to, I don't even know what I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you that I wanted to be skinnier because I don't know. I just wanted to be in control of something. There was a lot of things in my life that were not in my control at that moment in time with my family and with the way men were treating me and with friends and all of these things. And so I could control what's being put in my mouth and how much I work out. Yeah. So to me, that meant like life was handleable, handleable, (laughs) manageable. (laughs) How about manageable? I could manage (laughs) life if I had complete control. And so that's probably for me and I'm a one. So it's a one extreme, not, not where you should be, not a healthy one. Mm -hmm. And so I, I look back and I just feel so sad for her and the torture and the torment that um, I went through. Yeah, I know. I think about my daughter all the time and I'm sure you do too. And it, it's like, you know, you can't protect them from the outside world. You just can't. Right. It's right. the outside world is there. So we just have to, I guess, I don't know, get them ready for battle and hope for the best. 
it's like, I just, and I read this quote all the time and I think about it all the time. And it's to, to be the person you wish you had growing up for your children. Yeah. So I just talk, I'm so open about body stuff. Like, and I, you know, don't call CYF. There's nothing creepy about this, but like, I just walk around, like after I take a shower, I don't like wrap a towel around me and make sure that nobody sees anything. Like if I get out of the shower, I get out of the shower and I get dressed and ready and my kids are there and they don't think anything of it. Right. Because it's just, I mean, this is the God, the body God. Well, it's not the body God gave me anymore, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, so it's just, it's this whole thing. And, and, you know, when you were talking about your experience there, it, it sparked something for me to think about when I, so my, my senior year, so I hate gym. I hated gym growing up. I was that girl that was like, um, I'm on my period like every day. Every yeah, every <laughs> single day of every, every month. Day. So it turns out to graduate high school, you have to take gym <laughs> and participate. So my senior year, I had put it off for so long. I was in a class with all freshmen and it was the, I had it two periods a day. So it was first and second period. And it was called body management gym class. And all we did was work okay. out. That's all we did was work out. So I was on the elliptical all the time. And then I was lifting weights all the time and ate whatever I wanted. I never, I, I never dieted until after leaving college, but, um, that's, see that I don't want to interrupt you, but no. I was going to say that's the difference. I, I have a whole list of, I started at 19 wow. with Jenny Craig. Jeez. I did, I did South beach diet for a year and a half a year and, and a half. I got a year and a half. I never ate bread. Um, I got down to a size six. Yep. Uh, I've done paleo. I've done every single program that Beachbody's put out. I intermittent, I did intermittent fasting. I just did straight low carb. I did straight keto. I've done isogenics. I've done, and I called it every form of torture out there. Mm-hmm. I've done them all. So starting at, starting at 19 and then through, when did I stop doing this? Mm, I think when Scott like died. Yeah. So I've been dieting all the way up until then yeah that's a lot of dieting it's a lot of dieting and I I didn't do I didn't do that and so I think that's also why it was like a rude awakening too for when I did gain weight but I so this class I was doing was like almost two hours a day of just working out yeah so I just remember it being um and it was all year long because I had to make up for four (laughs) years of not taking or three years of not taking gym sorry No, it's fine. I just was like, nope. I was in every musical theater like class instead. <laughs> You're like, nope, don't like that. Yeah, nope, don't like that. It's <laughs> like, what art classes can I be in? Uh, so yeah, so at the end of the year though, I was in my neighbor's pool and I remember getting up on the diving board and it was two of my girlfriends were there and her brother and they were all like, oh, you look so good in that bikini. Like, oh my God, you look amazing. And I remember this like warmth washing over me, like, yep, oh, I'm validated. I, they, yep. because I struggled really hard, even with my close friends yeah. in high school, where with um, trust and friendship, and they just weren't very yeah. nice to me. So when they said that to me, it was like this thing where I was like, oh my God, they're accepting me. You know, we're going off to college in two months, but holy shit, <laughs> they finally accepted better, me. Better late than never. Right. Or- yeah. That, that I think is the thing that everyone in society 
whether you struggle or don't struggle, can really help the world by saying, do not say, have you lost weight? You look amazing. Mm -hmm. Or you look great. Or what have you been doing? That is just a feeding into whatever it is that's happening in that person's head. And mm -hmm. it's just the worst thing in the world. And that's what's kept, well, what used to keep me on the diet train. Mm -hmm. So Lily recently grew, yeah, got taller. Yeah. And what, what people like to say as thinned out. Okay. Um, the, I have, uh, people have said to me, multiple people have said to me, oh my gosh, she looks amazing. I'm like, or she's grown into her body or she's thinned out. I'm like, don't fucking say that to her. No. Don't mention that. Mm -mm. Don't ever say that again. Because what she's going to think is, okay, this is how I'm supposed to look. Yeah. Before, when I wore a bikini and I had like a roll over my thing, that's not okay. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I never want her to think like that she's done something amazing just by like yeah. growing up. Like, right. you know, you, you, that's not, I don't know. It's just not something that I am going to ever say to her like, good job, babe. Yeah. You, you thinned out. Mm -hmm. You're now like, you have a smoking body. No, ew. No, no. Yeah. And it's, we try to do the same. Like I tell my kids eat as much as you want, eat what, you know, as, because my kids are like snackers all the time. Can I yeah. have a snack? Can I have a snack? Can I have a snack? And they're constantly heads in the, in the pantry. And I'm like, guys, come on. So I told them, I said, stop asking me for snacks. If you want to, if you eat something, if you make a healthy choice, then yeah. you can eat as much as you want. You don't have to come ask me. And so right. I'm just, it's trying to teach them about healthy choices. I was like, if you want something else, just come ask me. I'm probably going to say yes. Cause I don't also want to be like, you can't eat candy. You can't eat this. You no, can't eat that. that's no. ridiculous. I do. I do tell them though. I'll say like, just so you know, like candy is sugar and sugar is just not good for your body. And I did tell my son, I said, you know, those dark circles under your eyes and why you feel so tired. And I said, you're not getting enough protein or you're not drinking enough water. So I'll tell them right. the health things right. that are related to it. Cause he, and I said, sometimes honey too, if you eat too much sugar, it'll affect your personality. And like, yeah. when you come down from that sugar high, you can get angry, not just yeah. anybody, but like everybody, you know, everyone yeah. who sugar, that's kind of how our bodies respond to it. Mm -hmm. So I try to like, tell them more of the, this is how it's going to affect your personality. Yep. How, how you um, wake, you know, be able to wake up, not wake up and try to yeah. you know, give them that kind of information instead, because I just, oh, I, I can't with all the body stuff. I can't. And it's yeah, I think so bad. It's so much better, but it's so, so bad still in, in society or in you in society and in me. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so bad in society. Are you kidding me? These poor women who I follow, and I shouldn't say poor, they're fucking badasses and that's why I follow them. Mm -hmm. These influencers on Instagram who are anywhere from like a size 12 to 16, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe bigger. I just, I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter, but they are like in shape and fit mm -hmm. and healthy, but they also are saying like, this is sexy too. And this is good too. The trolls that come and say things to them are just it's unreal. So still, there is no way that people still think of people the same when they're different sizes. And you're going to try to say it in a nice way. Mm, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah. You know, I know exactly what you mean. And all you're doing is perpetuating the problem. And you're not 
making any difference in making the world better by saying shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's tricky. And I think that if people would just stop saying to people, you look so good. Did you lose weight? You know? Yeah. Or saying, you know, a bigger girl. The fuck do, what does that even mean? A bigger yeah. girl. You know, I'm not like, oh, he's so skinny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wish I could say that all those experiences that, you know, we had as had growing up has taught me so much. And with all of the vigor that I'm like going at my kids with <laughs> making healthy choices, but not caring about their bodies, you know, shape and things that I've grown into this person who's just totally accepting of her body. <laughs> well, why not, Sarah? Come on. <laughs> like, I want to, I want to be that so bad. And what I will say is that I did hit a point and I have hit a point where most of the time I am okay. There's a smaller percentage than what it used to be of me not being okay. But I mean, it's just so fueled by everyone around us. And There's one instance in particular that has stuck with me and it gives me a legit PTSD reaction when I think about it. And I've got to do something about that at some point in my life. (laughs) Um, Maybe some EMDR. We'll we'll get there at some point. (laughs) But (laughs) so it was um, after I had my kids, it was my second child, my daughter. It was her fourth birthday, I think. And we had some family and friends over at the house. And I'm not going to say who who said this to me. It was someone that I was very close to. I had been dieting at this point. So I had lost about 25 pounds. So I was feeling like really good about myself. And I was feeling, I was like starting to feel healthy and felt good in my clothes. Like they weren't uncomfortable anymore. And I just finally had found like a spot where I was feeling, I was getting to that acceptance point. And we were having pizza and potato salad because that's what my daughter wanted. <laughs> I had had a slice of pizza. I took and I had some potato salad on my plate and I was like taking bites and I took another bite and this person yells over top of like you know how there's always that like din of noise when there's like a bunch of people together. Yeah. yeah. Yells over top of all these people and says, "Stop eating." And it was like a like a movie where there's like a like record scratch. Oh my God. Oh my God. Everybody just like stops and they're not staring at the person who said it to me. They're staring at me. And I had potato salad in my mouth and I literally opened my mouth and let it fall out <gasps> onto the plate. Oh my God. Because it was just this like shock. And then I I stood up instantly, I turned around and I went and I threw my plate away of food and I started like washing dishes because I was crying and there was there were a lot of people there. This was before COVID people. <laughs> um, so there were a lot of people there so I just didn't want them to see. So I started washing dishes and everything. And this person comes over to me and says, I was just trying to help you. I know you're, <gasps> trying, I know you're trying to lose oh weight. So I'm just trying to help you do that. You need somebody to tell you when enough is enough. Oh. And I'm crying and the person says, God, you're so sensitive. I'm so sick of you crying with everything I say. And I turned around and I walked away and I had to go upstairs to my room and I laid in bed and I cried. (laughs) So holy shit on so many levels, the sensitive thing too. Oh my gosh. people this just shows you like this was not that long ago it was like four years ago it just shows you that there are still people out there who 
think that it's okay to say stuff like that to other people and that it's like totally normal and that they're they're helping or they're they're being nice by telling you you look like you've lost some weight it's it's because just they so think that's going to encourage up. you to do it more because yeah. they just are like i'm helping this is this is where you need to go yeah let me give you an example of why you should not say to somebody girl you've lost weight you look good what are you doing cuz i embarrassed myself to the hilt i i like so embarrassed by this oh no is someone sick yeah so <laughs> i said to my good friend she was actually she was my college roommate for a little bit and i adore her and she's so sweet to forgive me. Uh, I said, oh my gosh, you've lost weight. I said, you look fantastic. What are you doing? And she said, well, my kidneys are failing. So <gasps> there's that. <laughs> oh my God. And I was just like, I felt the heat, the flame, like through my face. And I like sunk down and I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And oh my gosh. Yeah. So guys, you never know what's going on. <laughs> Just keep your mouth shut. Yeah, it's the same as like someone saying like, oh, are you expecting? No, fucker. No. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's just, there's, and the thing is, is that I will cry with any of that too. It's not that you're sensitive, sensitive. It's that it's a trigger for, I would probably say nearly all women. Mm-hmm. If, you know, we say something of that nature, I still can't believe that story. That story blows my mind. Yeah. Um, Mine too. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 And I don't even, I don't even know what to say to that. Whew. Sarah and I had photographs taken of us for our podcast and for other ventures and things that we are up to by a professional photographer on the North Shore, which I love the city so much. So that in and of itself was just amazing for me mm -hmm. but i have come to a place let's see here so it was after avery was born i don't know so he's what he's four it's been about four or five years where i don't want anyone taking my picture i have to see the picture first um i want to see the selfies whatever you know because i have i i weigh more than i did before we'll just say that and I don't feel comfortable when I see the pictures because it doesn't look like the girl that I saw before. You know, I'm not that same person, which thank God I'm not right. Because mm -hmm. I am a different person in so many ways. But the only thing I see when I see that picture is physical. Mm -hmm. So we're getting these pictures taken. And I don't know about you, but I was like, I felt like a badass. Same. I was like, like we are <laughs> we are making our dreams come true. We're wearing leather. Like fuck. It was very empowering. Like, like we have just like beat the system, man. <laughs> like we are like on top of the world, you know. And I'm like, this is so freaking amazing. And I'm just so proud of us. And you know, strutting our shit. Like we just are like, this is it. And in the back of my head, there was this little voice that says, "You're gonna hate these. You're gonna hate these." I was like, shut up, shut up. I'm having fun, you know? And so, like, that seriously happened. <laughs> I can't remember what pose it was, but you said, I'm going to hate that one out loud. I can't remember what it was, though. Sarah texts me and says, girl, we look so good. These are amazing. And I'm like, "That's." It. I know the timestamp, too, because I typed it up. 6.10, 6.25. It took only 15 minutes for me to spiral into a deep, dark motherfucking place. Like, dark. 
And so for 15 minutes, I'm scrolling these pictures and I am just like, who, who, who is that? And I'm like, that's what I look like. And it was this horrible feeling of, I take up so much space. And society teaches us that we should not take up space. We should be tiny. We should be small. We should not do that. And in all forms, not just physically, but. Oh, oh, in all forms. And, and, and also I definitely took up space in the way I was posing and in the way that the way that we were doing things. So, you know, personality wise, and you could just tell it was just, we just had a bigness there with our bodies and all of our personality Mm -hmm. and was just mortified, mortified at what I was looking at because I thought I am just disgusting. How could I ever think anything different? And, and then, so there was that, there was that part where I was disgusted in that reason because just of my looks, I just was like gross. And then there was this side of me that was hurting even more because I felt like a hypocrite because my brands, if you want to call it that, I don't really make money off of it, but who I want to be to people and who I feel like I've become to people with teaching booty yoga And when I was selling clothes and I still sell clothes, but is that you are beautiful now, who you are now. Like we want you to like get in clothes that do good now, like not 10 pounds, 15 pounds, whatever from now. I really preached that and I felt like I lived that. I truly did. I felt like I was in a place where I would, that was behind me. And this was this huge setback for me. And I still to this day haven't shown, well, Sarah saw them, but shown the pictures that I'm like, think of that are the worst. There's about 700 pictures or something. It's yeah. I think it's more. I think it's like 1500. Yeah. There's a lot of pictures. And I would say that there's about 30 to 40 that I would say I would allow the public to see. Because guess what? Mama got more than one chin. You know what I mean? And and for me, for me to see that, and that's my worth then. Not fuck the fact that like I'm making my dreams come true. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I am a widow raising two kids. Yeah. Like I'm 42. I've been through some shit. I'm not yeah. 20 anymore. You know, I didn't even none of that was there. All that was there was the girl on the page who looking back at her at me, and I just thought, you are so big. And I just was so mortified that I took up so much space. So it wasn't like fat. It was like, you're just taking out space because I will tell you this much as a side note, while I'm 50 pounds heavier than I was when I was 10 years ago, I am also really strong and I never was strong before. Mm-hmm. And by strong, I mean like strength within like physicalness. Mm-hmm. So yeah. whether it be a workout, I couldn't hold a plank for two seconds before. I couldn't even right. do it, Yeah, you know? and so there's, there's a lot of things that show me that I'm healthier, mm-hmm. but those pictures and I, yeah. And so, so I talked to Sarah about it. I was just really upset with myself for feeling that way. And then at the same time, I was upset that I was upset for just the way I looked. Yeah. So that was my most recent setback. And that was just a month ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you hear us on this podcast, preaching these things and doing these things and me teaching my class. I want you to know that it's never... You never get to that goal, that end. You're never going to get to that end where you're going to accept yourself all the time. You have to continually say to yourself, you know, it's okay. And that's what I did. I reevaluated the situation. I took a step back. I thought about some other things. I thought, okay, this is who I am today. And that's perfect. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, two years ago, three years ago, I would never have let any person see any one of those pictures. Not one of them. I have gained so much weight, which <laughs> I think we'll talk about in the next episode, like mm-hmm. what my body's been through and everything. And But yeah. I have gotten to a place though, where it's like, I looked at those pictures and I had the exact same gut reaction that you had. Exact same one. But mine only lasted for a couple seconds. Okay. And I instantly went to give yourself grace. Think about what you've gone through and give yourself grace. Look at more than just what you look like. And I looked at our smiles. Yeah. And our laughter. Yeah. 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 And like, and I remembered the feeling of being down there and feeling like a badass and having that empowering like feeling and just like, I tried to go to that, to the way I felt. And I was like, all right, you know what? Like, this is me. This is me right now. And I'm not going to hide who I am because some people aren't going to want to look at it. Who gives a shit? True. I mean, think about it. What is it that you've always wanted? You've always wanted, not you, I'm just saying general you or me in general. Like you've always wanted to have, I guess I should say, I've always wanted to have like a friendship like we have. Mm -hmm. And then a promising, like creative business like we have. And the boldness to speak my truth with, without hiding anymore. Right. So, and that's what pisses me off is that I, so I went back to this thing from years and years ago of like your weight. And I was like, Oh my God, girl, like that is so small. Like that's so small. Right. It, it, it was just, it was a, it was a moment of weakness where I went back to all the evolution that I have, that I have done. And I just like, <laughs> I, just, like I just like hop, skip, jump like 500 feet backwards, uh-huh. you know? And it, it you know, it, it, I'm, I'm fine. I didn't cry. I didn't, you know, I didn't go to bed and never get out for a couple of days, like as I would have before. But I felt like it was really important for me to share that story because I know that other women will, and you could be half my size and still look at yourself and say the same thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. Your size, your size doesn't matter at all. 50 pounds isn't going to make you feel differently about it. Right. And that was that podcast that we listened to. Yes. That was like one of the most important things I took. Me too. Me too. Yeah. That, you know, the weight isn't going to change who you are, your happiness. Mm -hmm. Just like, and I like that they made it other things like you know, you, you know, people are like, I'm going to be happy when I'm married. I'm going to be happy when I have this, all this money. No, that's impossible. It's not like you hate yourself, hate yourself, hate yourself, hate yourself, or you're fighting, 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 fighting. And then you like do this thing. And then automatically you think things are going to be like better. Yeah. (laughs) Or like the, or the relationship is just now perfect or whatever. I mean, that, that's just not how it goes. And I hate, I, I don't want to say hate, but I've never really liked the idea where they talk about like the journey is the destination, <laughs> but it kind of is. Yeah. I just don't like it. I, you know, but it kind of is. And that's why, you know, I, you know, I have an end game for where I want to be, but at the same time, I'm trying to like value every step of the way because yeah. it's not like you're going to get to this, you know, Sarah's going to be on New York times bestseller list. And uh, <laughs> right. her life, and then her life's just gonna be perfect, and she's gonna be like, "Ah, no mental health issues anymore, and I am amazing and beautiful, and 
That wouldn't make me a very good author though either. <laughs> well, isn't that the truth? Um, that is the truth. And that is something that I do have gratitude for, I suppose. All the shit that we've been through makes a good story. <laughs> I think you made a point earlier when you said you felt like a hypocrite, but I think it's so different than that because you, you preach to love your body and self-love. So I think it's super important though that we tell people when we're not feeling like that because people yeah. need to know like it's okay. Like if you have a thought like that, it's all right. Like just get back to the, you know, the better thoughts. It's sort of like meditation when people are afraid to meditate because they're like, well, I can't clear my head for that long. Well, nobody right. really fucking can. I mean, there's right. monks that sit up there and do it and they can, but like nobody really is going to be able to completely clear their mind and meditate. But what they yeah. to do is to pretend like your thoughts are like a stream in front of you. So they're going to come and you just like watch them, acknowledge them, watch them pass and go down yeah. the stream. It's sort of like that. So I think we need to tell people, all right, like I was feeling this way. It sucked. I thought about this instead about how like all the things that I'm doing that are amazing that have nothing to do with the way I physically look. And I was able to get myself back onto that track that is going to be healthy for me. Right. So I think you guys need to know, like, I don't think we're ever, I don't think as women, and this is just my opinion, again, we're not here to give advice or anything. Um, but I don't think that, I don't think that as an American woman, we can ever snap out of that. Fully, forever, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if there's anyone out there who feels that they could. I mean, that would be interesting. Oh, I would but- love to know. I think I talked about this in our episode that was a bonus episode uh, with Glennon Doyle, mm-hmm. who is, I talk about her, I think every episode, um, <laughs> my hero. She's <laughs> about maybe 90 pounds, She's like soaking yeah. wet, 95 pounds, and always had issues with her body image and says, and she does amazing things and all these great things and says it still to this day, like there's a huge percentage of her brain that is committed to like obsessing over it Mm -hmm. and she's like and i could just imagine if i could just take that percentage and continue to do all the great things that i'm doing or write or do this or even rest how amazing it would be it's just it's a battle it is it's a constant it's a battle battle forever you can be a size zero to 22 i don't even know how whatever however big you are it doesn't matter it's a battle yeah I'm curious for our international listeners if it's different. Oh, yes. Because American society is just so arrogant and obsessive with how we look. And, you know, it's just like that type of world we live in. Not world. And everything will be better Mm -hmm. if you weigh less. Everything. Yeah. If you weigh less and make more money. Those are the two things. Yeah. So I'm just interested to know, you guys who don't live in the U.S., like send us an email or something. Let us know. I'd love to hear your, your like side of things, you know, see if it's any different or if it's the same. I, there I too. would too. I think that would be really, really fascinating. Um, this is only part one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back with part two to, and, it, and we would love to know if you have any questions or thoughts or a story that you would like to share. We'd love to hear your stories really really would like we legitimately mean that it would be really nice to hear from someone that's not us Mm -hmm. um to share with our listeners and you know you're you can do it anonymously or not it's up to you but do you have a similar story or perhaps you're 
you know, part of that small percentage that just, just hasn't been a thing for you. And maybe you can tell us about that. Mm -hmm. That would be amazing. I'd love it. So you can DM us on our Instagram page or Facebook page. You can email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com. As always, we appreciate every rating that you can give us on all of the things. All of the things. <laughs> Hopefully that's how you spent your Valentine's Day and our ratings <laughs> are going to go crazy. Um, you won't get that joke if you didn't listen to the last episode. But <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Google Review, Amazon, those are the places you can leave your ratings and reviews. We would love to hang out with you on Patreon. You guys are missing out. I'm just going to tell, tell you that right now. We put a lot of work into the Patreon. Amy has booty yoga classes up there. I have guided meditations up there. We have bonus episodes that the general pop doesn't get to hear. And we're going to be doing something super duper awesome in live. Yes. In yes. relation to the Patreon, um, we are going to have a live episode where, and I'm not sure if we're doing it with some chakra readings or angel readings or Enneagram readings, but we're going to have something fun in terms of one of those things for you guys to call in and get to do live. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And then we have another episode that we have in the works that oh is, i can't wait for this i can't fucking wait <laughs> i'm so excited because this is like our second passion which yes is murder 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 <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about it before how true true crime soothes us so it's we are going to bring you a true crime story and in the month of february we're doing this because it's we're going to talk about a killer couple so you're definitely going to want to hear this story it is a fucking whacked out thing so make sure that you head on over to patreon you can you can listen to and get all of this stuff for as little as five bucks that's it five bucks it really does help us out in so many ways not like going into our pocket ways we're just saying we're just paying no we are we're not just, we're just we're just paying the bills of what it takes to run a podcast that's about yes. it yep. so you know we just appreciate all of you so much and sharing this with friends and family really, really, really means a lot to us. Yes, it does. And it seriously, like legit makes me cry when I see people that are like, you have to listen to this. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. They're probably just, you have to listen to what the next antics will be between these two. <laughs> I mean, this shit just, this shit gets crazier every time. I don't even know. <laughs> this was a pretty, this was a pretty chill, chill episode. Though. It was, it was chill. I it was, I mean, and, and topic. it's a real hard topic for both of us. So it's very personal. It's private. 99% of my life, this has been private. Right. So I'm just, I'm opening up and being extremely vulnerable as is Sarah, very vulnerable because we just don't want you to feel alone. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're here for. So drop Amen. us a DM and yeah. we'll see you whenever we won't, but we will talk, we will to, talk you next to you week. next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner. Production and editing for this podcast by Sarah Simone. If you have a topic around mental health that's been weighing on you, email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com. You can find lots of bonus content, including exclusive episodes on our Patreon at patreon.com slash unqualified therapists inc we are thankful beyond measure for your support there patreon and google and apple podcast reviews are how we can continue to bring you episodes just like this you can also find us on instagram and facebook at unqualified therapists inc until next week warriors remember to hold on we're gonna make it yeah.
Say it loud, say it proud, say it now, say it with me, oh, with me, oh.